You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Very good day interviewing a lot of Cisco engineers. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Another long day at Cisco Live. We talk to the authors, the experts, the leaders, and people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. When you run GNS3 on a Windows computer, there are two main components that you need to be aware of. We have the GNS3 GUI application. This is an executable application that you install directly on Windows. But we also have the GNS3 VM, which you run within a hypervisor, such as VMware Workstation Pro, VMware Workstation Player, Hyper-V, VirtualBox, ESXi, as an example. In this video, which I've linked here as well as below, I showed you how to install the GNS3 GUI on this laptop. So I showed you how to download and install the GNS3 GUI on Windows 10. In this video, I'm gonna show you how to download and install the GNS3 VM within VMware Workstation Pro. This is the recommended way to run the GNS3 VM. I've spoken to Jeremy, the creator of GNS3, multiple times, and he still recommends that you use VMware Workstation Pro, if possible, when running GNS3 on a Windows 10 computer. There are other options, such as VMware Workstation Player, which is free, but it does have some restrictions. In a separate video, I'll show you how to get that working. You can also use VirtualBox, which is free. Also, there are some issues with regards to using VirtualBox, especially on Intel processors. You could also use Hyper-V. Again, issues using IOU and viral images together on Hyper-V, so it's experimental in this version of GNS3. Or you could use GNS3 in the cloud or on an ESXi server. Again, if you wanna run GNS3 locally on your computer, the recommended way to do that is to use VMware Workstation Pro. So download the GNS3 VM, run it within VMware Workstation Pro and integrate that with your GNS3 GUI. Okay, so without further ado, I wanna show you how to get that installed and set up. But before I do, let me ask you, please, if you don't mind, subscribe to my YouTube channel, click on the like button and click on the bell to get notifications when I post a new video. Now in this example, I'm controlling this Windows laptop from my Mac using VNC. It just makes it easier to do the recordings. Okay, so the first thing you need to do is go to gns3.com, click free download, either sign up for an account or log in. GNS3 is free software, but you do need to have an account to download the software. Now I've previously shown you how to download the Windows executable. What we're gonna do here, however, is click on download the GNS3 VM. And in this example, I'm gonna select VMware Workstation and VMware Fusion because I wanna run the GNS3 VM within VMware Workstation. Now this is really important. The GNS3 GUI and the GNS3 VM have to be running the same version of software. So in this example, they are showing that the GNS3 VM is version 2.2.0, and that's the version that I'm currently downloading. So I previously downloaded GNS3 version 2.2, executable, and now I'm downloading the GNS3 VM version 2.2. They have to be the same version for things to work properly. 
So in the GNS3 GUI, if you go to File, About, notice the version 2.2.0. That has to match up to the GNS3 VM. Okay, so this is a zip file. What I'll do is right click and click Extract All and extract the GNS3 VM. As you can see, it's an OVA file. It's not recognized yet because I still need to download VMware Workstation. So once again, there's the folder, there's the OVA. So in my web browser, I'm gonna to go to vmware.com. Go to Downloads, Workstation Pro. At the time of this recording, the latest release is version 15.5.0. There's a version for Windows and there's a version for Linux. I'm gonna to go to the Windows version and click go to downloads. And then I'm gonna click download now. You need an account to download the software. So if you don't have an account, click sign up now to sign up for an account. I have an account already, so I'm gonna log in with my credentials. I'm gonna to agree to the end user license agreement, click accept and click. VMware Workstation is now downloaded. It's about 540 meg in size. Okay, so that's downloaded. So in my downloads directory, I'm gonna double click on the VMware Workstation executable and click install. The VMware Workstation Pro installation wizard is started. Okay, so in my example, it says the installer requires that I restart my system. So I'm gonna click yes to restart the installation. Okay, so my computer has restarted. I'm gonna go back to the downloads directory and start the VMware Workstation installation again. Click yes to allow this app to make changes to my device. VMware installation runs again. Okay, so the setup wizard is displayed. I'm gonna click next. You need to agree to the license agreement. So, so read through the license agreement, check this checkbox and click next. Now I'm gonna basically leave most settings at the defaults. So default installation directory, click next. I'm not gonna check for updates. I'm not gonna join the custom experience program, click next. I will create shortcuts, click next. Now before I click install, I'll show you something in control panel. So in control panel, network and internet, view network status and tasks, change adapter settings, I currently only have one network adapter. VMware will install additional network adapters. That's normal. So don't be surprised if you see additional network interfaces or adapters displayed here. Okay, so the VMware installation is going ahead. You can see a VMware shortcut has been created. It's now installing virtual network drivers. So there you go, there's Ethernet 3, VMware Virtual Ethernet Adapter has been created. You can also see additional adapters. The VMware installation is now completed. I'm gonna click Finish. I can close this down. And what I'll be able to do is now start up VMware Workstation Pro. Now for this installation, I don't have a license key. This is something that you need to be aware of. I can only use the product for 30 days and then I'll have to buy a license. If you want a free version of this, use VMware Workstation Player, not VMware Workstation Pro. 
But in this example, I'm going to click continue. Click yes. Click finish. Okay, so VMware Workstation Pro has been successfully installed. What I'm going to do now is go to file, open, go to my downloads directory, go to my VMware Workstation directory and select the GNS3 VM and click open. Click import. This now imports the GNS3 VM into VMware Workstation Pro. As you can see here, the virtual machine has been successfully imported with the default settings. Now you don't change the default settings in VMware Workstation Pro. You change the settings within the GNS3 GUI. So I'm gonna shut VMware Workstation down and start up the GNS3 GUI. Just a warning, make sure that you've got the GNS3 GUI shut down before you install VMware Workstation Pro and set up the GNS3 VM. Okay, so GNS3 has now successfully started. I'm gonna click cancel. At the moment, I only have a server running on this local laptop. So this is the local service running on Windows. What you need to do is go to Edit Preferences and under Server, notice we have Local Server. That is the server that we're seeing over here. What we need to do is select GNS3 VM and enable the GNS3 VM. So check this checkbox, enable the GNS3 VM. Notice Workstation Play is recommended. That's what I'm using. The name of the VM is GNS3 VM. It's picked that up automatically from VMware Workstation. If you don't see it, click refresh and you should see that in the drop-down list. This is where you specify the amount of RAM and CPUs the GNS3 VM should use. The GNS3 GUI basically makes an API call to VMware and adjusts the size of the RAM and CPUs based on what you've set here. So make sure that you set it here and not in VMware Workstation. When you close the GNS3 GUI, what's gonna to happen to the GNS3 VM? Are you gonna keep it running, suspend it or stop it? I'll leave it at the default of stop and click OK. What you'll notice here is the GNS3 VM is starting. The GNS3 GUI makes an API call to VMware Workstation and basically starts the GNS3 VM automatically. And there you go, you can see the GNS3 VM is booting up. Version of operating system is Ubuntu 18.04, and there you go, GNS3 VM is configured. Version is 2.2.0. This is very important. Notice KVM support available is true. That should be set to true. If it's not, right-click on the GNS3 VM and go to Settings. And under Processes, we need to check this checkbox. Virtualize Intel VTXX, EPT or AMD V. Now, this requires that VTX is enabled in the BIOS of your computer. So I'm gonna show you how to do that now. Okay, so I need to enable nested virtualization or VTX on my laptop. So what I'm gonna do is shut it down. I'm gonna power it on. And in this example, for this laptop, I'm gonna hold the F2 key down. So you can see here, BIOS information. What I'm gonna do is go to the next menu. And the important piece is Intel virtualization technology. That's currently enabled. 
There are some other options like hyperthreading, Intel AES NI, VTD, but the one that I want is Intel Virtualization Technology. You need that to be enabled to do nested virtualization in VirtualBox or a VMware Workstation. So I'm gonna save those settings and say yes to save. The laptop will reboot. Okay, so now I can log in. And I've been able to log in successfully. So if you have problems, make sure that Intel Virtualization Technology or VTX, Intel VTX is enabled on your laptop. But you also need to enable VTX on the VM. You can't do that while the VM is running. So you'll have to shut it down. Now that looks good. Notice back in the GNS3 VM, everything is green. So in this case, everything looks good. But what I'm gonna do just to make sure that everything is working properly is shut the GNS3 application down or GUI down. And notice the VM is also shut down. So if you have issues, again, shut the GUI down, reboot your computer, also make sure that VTX is enabled in the BIOS of your computer. If everything is working properly, we should be able to start up the GNS3 application and under server summary, we should see two servers now, the Windows server, as well as the GNS3 VM. So we can see Windows over there. And that's actually just kicked the GNS3 VM into starting. So there's my Windows server. Here's my VM, which is starting up. Back in VMware, we can see it busy booting up. It's a bit slow on this computer because I haven't allocated a lot of RAM and CPU to the VM. Once again, very important, you need to make sure that KVM support is available. So that all looks good. If KVM is not available, again, make sure that you enable it in the BIOS of your computer and also shut down GNS3. Go into VMware Workstation, right click on the VM Go to settings, make sure that this is enabled. So Intel VTX. Now the amount of RAM and CPU available for your VM depends on your computer. The more you can allocate, the better, basically. But again, this depends on your computer. So in this example, I've got a Windows 10 computer, it's got eight gig of RAM, 64-bit operating system. It's an i7 processor. So I could allocate more to my GNS3 VM. Again, you don't do it through VMware Workstation. So I'm gonna close that down. You do that through the GNS3 GUI. So start up your GNS3 GUI, make sure that everything boots up properly and starts up properly. So again, my Windows server has started. GNS3 VM is booting. While I'm waiting for that, I'm gonna click cancel here, go to edit preferences, GNS3 VM. And what you could do here is for instance, allocate more RAM and more CPUs to the GNS3 VM. As soon as I do that, the GNS3 VM will reboot. So just to show you the settings at the moment, it's got two gig of RAM, it's got one CPU. But when I click apply here, 
those changes will be made. The GNS3 VM is shut down and it's restarted with the new settings. So now it's rebooting. That was a bit quick. So back in settings, notice the RAM and processes have been adjusted. That once again depends on the processing power and memory in your laptop or in your computer. If you're using viral images as an example, you need to allocate enough memory and enough RAM to run a large topology if you wanna do that. I'll put a link below this video with a calculator that helps you determine how much RAM and CPU you need depending on the appliances that you wanna run. Okay, but back in GNS3, I'm gonna create a new blank project. And let's say my first VM project, click OK. Now I don't have any Cisco routers at the moment. I don't have any Cisco switches at the moment. What I can do as an example is drag my VPCS device and tell GNS3 to run it on the GNS3 VM. So this is a good test to make sure that things are working properly between GNS3 and the GNS3 VM. I'll also drag the built-in switch and run that on the GNS3 VM. It's recommended that you run topologies on the GNS3 VM. Now in the previous video, I showed you how to change symbols. I'll just do that quickly here. So I'll change these to clients. I'll change this to a switch. I won't worry too much about making this look pretty. I just want to show you that I can get a topology running on the GNS3 VM. So add interface labels. I'll start that up. And I'll open up a console to those devices. So these devices are running on the GNS3 VM. They're not running on Windows. Okay, I'm having an issue with SolarPuddy. It's only showing one computer. So I'll shut SolarPuddy down and open up console connections again. Okay, so I've got PC1. PC2 is not showing. I'll open up a console manually. And there it is. So on PC1, I'll give it an IP address of 10.1.1.1 slash 24 mask. PC2, give it an IP address of 10.1.1.2 slash 24 mask. Hopefully PC1 will be able to ping PC2, which it can. And PC2 will hopefully be able to ping PC1, which it can. And that's actually should be PC1, which it can. So, Network is working. I'll save my device configurations, close SolarPuddy down, stop the GNS3 topology, and shut GNS3 down. Now, as a last test, I'll start GNS3 back up again and make sure that I can restore the topology. It's a good idea to wait for the GNS3 VM to start before you try and open up your projects. So before I try and open this project, I'm gonna wait for the GNS3 VM to boot up properly. So wait until you see something like this. 
and then select my first project. Okay, so project is back. Start it up. Open up console connections. And PC1 should hopefully be able to ping PC2, which it can. In this example, SolarPuddy is having an issue opening this device, so I'm going to manually open up a console to that device. So there you go. I'll ping PC1 from PC2. Okay, so there you go. I've successfully downloaded the GNS3 VM. I've successfully integrated the GNS3 GUI with the GNS3 VM. I've created a basic topology that's running on the GNS3 VM. I've tested that it all works. I can save the topology. I can restore it. Okay, so if you don't mind, if you enjoyed this video, please would you like it? Please would you subscribe to my YouTube channel? And please would you click on the bell to get notifications when I post a new video? I'm David Bombal. Want to wish you all the very best. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.